Welcome to Arts Roll Call, a podcast showcasing artists and arts organizations, highlighting the role of the arts today in Greater Lansing. I'm Robin Miner Swartz. I'm an editor, communications consultant, and a lifelong arts advocate. And today I'm talking with Malik Brown, better known around town as Metro Malik or the People's Champion. Malik has spent years uplifting, supporting, and promoting the Metro Lansing community. He's a true advocate for the region. Malik is genuinely interested in promoting all that Metro Lansing has to offer, whether it's through his comedy, his show, What's the Haps, the 517 Day Celebration, his Old Town Shop, Metro Malik 517, or just showing up to support the causes that are close to his heart. Malik gives everything to everything he does, and he especially looks for opportunities to contribute and make our community a place where his children will thrive and be successful as well. In everything he does, Malik wants to showcase all the reasons everyone should love Lansing and be proud to live in the region. Malik, welcome to Arts Roll Call. So glad you could be here. Thank you, Robin. And I have to say, Oh my gosh, I'm starstruck. You were on oh. that show. <laughs> it was so long ago of, now. <laughs> well, on top of everything that you do uh, in your life, in the community, and to give back, um, it's just a pleasure to be um, next to you, so to speak, and being um, to have a conversation with you. It's been a long time since we've been able to talk. It has. I feel like, you know, COVID has just done this thing where none of us have seen each other in real life for quite some time now. So yeah. I'm, I'm really happy to have the opportunity to work with the Arts Council on the Arts Roll Call podcast because I get to see faces I haven't seen in a long time. So even mm -hmm. though it's just through the screen, it's good to see you, Malik. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> well, so you've been a champion for Greater Lansing for a long time now. When and how did you first fall in love with Lansing? The backstory to that was I grew up in Oscoda, Michigan. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of easy to find something else to interest me. Um, I, I don't hunt fish camp or in imbibe in ways that I found was there. And um, <clears throat> prior to Oscoda, I was little, little, but I enjoyed Louisville, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And some of the things that my mother was able to take me to while we were in Louisville and um, so a juxtapositioning example is uh, uh, 4th of July weekend was on the Belvedere on the Ohio River, and there was a symphony and fireworks were going. And I was just like, ooh, ah, wow, this is amazing. And I'm a little kid and having these grand memories. And then my mother used to joke, if you show up five minutes late to the fireworks in Oscoda, you will miss them. <laughs> so it was just a different way of, of being a little bit slower pace than I think what I'm naturally uh, inclined to do. It's a little bit slower pace than what my mother uh, was inclined to do. For my father, it was perfect. <laughs> claim hermit. Um, but when I found Lansing, I was like, oh, uh, cool stuff and not a lot of traffic. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, those kind of things were kind of awesome. And so that's that's what kind of did it for me. That's awesome. So where did the nickname Metro Malik come from and why is it significant to you? So when I started the Lansing Made brand, mm -hmm. I was talking to um, or trying to set up meetings with business owners, uh, uh, people that was very good at marketing that I noticed that were good at marketing. And one of the meetings or one of the people that I was able to meet with was Big B Bob Fish. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, I had two meetings with him and just talking about business stuff. Why did you do this? Why didn't you do that? And then um, I just remember the second meeting. He's like, well, 
Uh, and I talk about how Lansing is going to be on its own and Lansing Maine is the brand. It's going to stand for itself. He goes, no, you're the brand. I don't want to be the brand. He goes, well, who do people call me? Well, Big B Bob. He's like, all right, so you're the brand. And I was trying to, you know, I was kind of pushing back, even though, you know, he was 100% right. He goes, you got to come up with something that you're comfortable with using. And he just kind of threw it out there. He's the one that came up with it. He goes, so if you're Lancey made of this, that, and the other, it sounds like everything you do, just call yourself, I don't know, Metro Malik. And I went, <gasps> and I stopped and I wrote it down. He goes, well, you don't have to use that. You come up with something. I go, well, you're Big B Bob and you came up with it. So why would I do anything else? Uh, but it took me a while to believe it, accept it. I don't know mm -hmm. what to say. Like embody it, embody it, because it just mm -hmm. it wasn't me. Like I wasn't trying to be the thing, even though what he was telling me made sense. I wasn't trying yeah. to be that. So it took a while, and then as things were going and stuff like that. So finally, one day I was talking to somebody, and they were like, "That's great. Why wouldn't you use that?" And I was like, "Okay, I'll try it. And if it works, cool. And if not." <laughs> <laughs> But isn't it better that somebody else comes up with it for you? It's like it, creating your own nickname is awkward. So <laughs> to have that awkward. kind of given to you, bestowed upon you by Big B Bob is a very helpful in. And that's why I can tell the story because right. Big B Bob did it. You right. know Big B Bob. I didn't right. make me. Oh, he did. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, so as Metro Malik, you've got a lot of platforms now in ways that you're sharing stories about Greater Lansing and even merchandise pr promoting the region. Can you talk a little bit about your toolbox, so to speak, and how those things fuel what you do? Uh, have camera will show up? I don't know. Uh, and I'm not trying to, I don't, I don't pay attention to what I do. I just do. So I have, uh, uh, I, I could come up to your place and I can do a multi-camera uh, setup and record what you're doing. How did I learn that? I had a TV show on public access. You had three cameras and that's how they do it in the Hollywood. So that's what I learned. So that's what I like to do. Plus it saves time in the back end for editing and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I have that and I invested in that. I have this podcast doohickey. Um, I've got, I don't know, sound equipment. I just recently was asked to be a part of a documentary for AS is ALS. Um, and then uh, I was working on a movie that was talking about um, teen suicide. And they were like, well, our camera broke. Can you bring your stuff? And I was very proud of being able to look like little Hollywood. And it looks, the footage looks great. I got to record, uh, uh, what's, uh, what's his name? Patch Adams. Mm. And that's my footage. And it's really good looking stuff. So um, nice. plus my acting and modeling and I don't know, comedy I've, I've tried it enough to be able to say, hey, these are the things that are kind of overview philosophies that, that you need to work upon that. And the reason why I want to be behind the camera and in front of the camera so I can know what it's like to be have a toe in each side of those worlds. So when I'm in front of the camera, I kind of have an idea. These are what the people behind the camera need in order to do their job and to make their job easier. Right. So that's what I try to think about when I show up to somebody and I want to do a, a song or something like that and perform. First person I talk to is a sound person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what do you need? Do you need some coffee? Do you need tea? Do you need a sandwich? Do you need a back? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. That sound person is important. You can have the best song in the world, but if it doesn't sound right. Mm -hmm. Right. So exactly. uh, I try to learn these things and then 
I had to learn these things for survival because I found myself hiring people or somebody saying that they could do something and then it wouldn't get done mm. or it wouldn't get done as well as I was like this. We're capable of doing better than that. And so it just it was out of necessity to like, look, if you can't do it, move out of the way. I'll just finish this. Mm-hmm. And it's not arrogance. It's a matter of you said you're going to do something and you're not doing the thing. Yeah. I'm not saying I know everything, but like, don't say you can do the thing and can't do the thing. So for basic stuff that I know that I need to get done, mm-hmm. I have a general overview of what it takes to do that. And that's helped me. So when I go to hire somebody and you know, when those people start talking a mm-hmm. lot and you're like, Hmm, not a lot of substance there. I know certain questions that I can ask to go. Yeah. You are kind of full of it onto the next. So that's, yeah. it's helped. It's helped me save a lot of money. I've always said being a utility player is one of the most useful things you can be in the career that you choose because you do, as you're describing, you've got a sense for what needs to happen to get done. And even if you don't need to do all of it, you know, you can in a pinch and it just makes you a whole lot more self-sufficient. I was at a function and uh, the sound was messing up and this was a high, high profile function. Like, I don't want to give it up. <laughs> Very important to our Michigan state of Michigan election cycle profile function. And the sound was messing up and it was driving people's ears crazy. And I'm like, where's the person to adjust the thingy? Uh-huh. So I just got up after the second or third time and started moving knobs and got rid of the sound. And people were like, did you do that? I go, yeah. <laughs> and then one guy was like, talk to another guy. He's like, you might have a problem because this is that and the other. And I was like, I'm not trying to step on toes. I'm trying to make sure people are comfortable. That sounds ridiculous. You don't need it. You don't need your sound system. If your sound system has to be on 10 for it to work, then you need a different sound system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what my thing was. I'm like, you don't put it on 10. You get right. feedback. It should right. be on seven. And, <laughs> and if it doesn't work on seven, buy something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, you're not I just go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to think the phrase a jack of all trades and a master of none was a bad term mm-hmm. until I somebody hit me to the rest of the thing, but oftentimes better than a master of one. Mm-hmm. And so I understand niche marketing. I, I get it. Yep. But if that's gone for whatever reason, you're out of the you're out of play. Yeah. And if you can't diversify in yourself you might find yourself out of play, right? I don't want to be an employee and have me put out of a job because I only know one thing. If that job is done, you ain't got to send me home. I'll do that over there. I'll do this over here. I'll wash dishes. Like I don't care what it is. I, I, I have some information to be able to pull from to be able to do something else. So once I realized that that phrase was actually a compliment, yeah. Hey, Hey, And I think it applies to a lot of creators. I mean, I think there are a lot of us out there who who embody that in a lot of ways and and find ways to keep reinventing and keep being relevant and and mm-hmm. part of the conversation, but also supporting and creating. Uh, I mean, and you're not just a cheerleader. You're a creator. You're an artist. What media do you like to work with and what do you make? I, mm, uh, I like to move the crowd and whether that be stage performance photography or video that seems to be kind of like my three things 
I find myself making people laugh. More serious and angry I am about something, the more people laugh. <laughs> so uh, that's been an interesting life. Uh, I don't know, whatever. But like, I've had a camera in my hand since I was a kid, and I didn't know how to use it for most of the, most of my life. So here, kudos to Lansing Community College. I was able to take an introduction into a digital photography course, and I went from one or two good pictures out of 100 to, oh, now I can snap a picture and I kind of have a general idea, you know, what the numbers and knobs and stuff like that means in order to, to, to get what I want to get. And then I like to do more realistic shots. So I don't do a lot of things in post. I don't, I, I just wanted to be what I think I saw that day. And so for the longest time, it was whatever inanimate objects that I could find out in the middle of nowhere or what I would ever call the concrete jungle. And, um, I'm not knocking any one place. So I won't name a place, but like if I can go into a big city and find some quote unquote ruins and then find some beauty within the ruins, whether it be the ruin or a flower coming out of someplace weird because nature is awesome. Um, uh, it was those kind of things that I tried to find. And so in my discovery of that, I like to see things that are ordinary and try to capture them in an extraordinary way. Mm. So if you have, let's say a telephone pole light pole thing that looks cool and it's casting a shadow, that's great picture. And most people would take the shadow picture and, and head on some type of way. And I'm trying to figure out, well, can I take the picture from above? Can I take the picture? Can I lay down on the ground? What if I took the picture and I'm leaning up against the pole and I'm laying on my back. And I'm, so I'm trying to think of like different ways to take the picture, especially now everybody's got a doohickey, you know, the doohickey that you carry around <laughs> and you sometimes make a phone call with right. Well, that doohickey. How many, there's more pictures being taken in a day that it did in the first, what, hundred years of photography. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what's going to keep me uh, standing out amongst the crowd. And so I have to figure figure that out. Did I answer the question? You did. <laughs> you did. You work in photography. <laughs> right. Photography video and just trying to communicate what's great about the area. Yeah. yeah. Well, so as an artist, how did you first get connected to the Arts Council? How have they helped you? How did I first? I'd... Deb, Debbie McCullough. I don't know where I'm. It was probably a networking thing. And she is just great. She has a way of making you feel like her best friend. Which uh, was inviting, and then she asked me to be a part of a couple of committees, and then uh, um, probably some decision making thing of somebody winning grants. I think grants, happens. Yep. Like that. Mm -hmm. So the problem was, I didn't exactly join because I was still in my head about my own art. Yeah, and it wasn't until I started getting out of my head about my own art that I was able to feel worthy of joining uh-huh but the problem was everybody else thought not everybody but other people were like why aren't you showing your stuff it's really good and i'm like i don't know i'm looking at you know i can name 10 people right now that are photographers that i'm gonna name one john mcgraw if you can find john mcgraw's uh landscape photography I tell him about every third time I see him. Or if I introduce him to somebody, I go, this is John McGraw. He does landscape photography and drone footage. He is the reason why I don't go into landscape photography. 
because he's in Lansing and there's no way I'll be as good or better than him at mm -hmm. what he does. So there's no reason for me to do that. If I was somewhere in the part of the world and didn't know and weren't connected, maybe, but no way. So when I look at his art, I go, that's amazing. But it's inspiring to me to mm -hmm. look at his stuff about every quarter. I relook at his stuff and go, all right, this is what he's doing in that no pun intended world. How can I use some of these things that I see that he's doing in some of the things that I'm doing? And I have a picture that is hanging up in the store uh, wall right now that is is in line to what he does, because you can't just get up and meander into uh, the Arizona desert and take a great shot. Yeah. You don't just wake up and go, oh, that's the most beautiful shot. You don't. You have to plan that. You have to travel that. You have to look at sunrises, sunset, uh, the weather patterns. You have to look at so many different things before you even take your camera out and make an adjustment in your settings. Yep. Right. And so I have pictures. There's uh, two pictures that are hanging in my wall right now that took me one year to take these pictures. And wow. it went from the idea to the planning, to watching the weather, to getting access to the place, to actually getting in the place to do the thing and getting there in time for the sunrise on this particular day. And this is why I call it a freeze frame. Mm -hmm. This moment will never, ever, 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 ever happen again. Yeah. Got it. Mm -hmm. And it's hanging up in my store. And if it never sells, I know I did the thing that day. Yeah. That's so great. Well, with everything you do and you make and you promote, what prompted you to add a storefront to your plate? Tell us about Metro Malik 517 in Old Town. I've it's from the beginning. I got tired of people crapping on Lansing saying there's nothing to do. Yo, mm -hmm. there's plenty to do. We've got two rivers. Nobody talks about it. We've got a world uh, an award-winning college that looks like a museum, a Lansing Community College. Nobody talks about it. We're right down the street from uh, Izzo's house, uh, <laughs> two rivers, Rivertown Adventures are doing great things. Great restaurants. I forgot my Cupid's cup, uh, um, but you know, and soup spoon cafe. And we just got a new uh, vegan, right? Like, what is, come on, why are you complaining? Mm -hmm. Why all these pieces of art, Miro Maddox, put it up uh, purposely put um, uh, Lillian from Elderly Instruments on the mural over here in, in East Lansing and then just did one at the temple building. I didn't even know that they were doing it until the colors went. I was like, oh, that's a mural. That, that's why that uh, big uh, forklift was there, whatever they call those ladder things. Uh -huh. And so, like, when, uh, uh, what was the store? Uh, on the corner of Washington and South Washington Square, uh, Michi Michigania? Oh, yeah. I was like, why don't, where does a person go to get a shot glass in Lansing when they come to visit Lansing or a t-shirt? I went all the way to Podunk, Lansing, Michigan, or something. No, my dad went all the way to Podunk, Lansing, Michigan. All I got is this t-shirt. Where do you buy that? Right. Right. So when that went away, I was like, there's got to be something. I didn't think I was going to do it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, but I didn't think I was going to do it. So long story short, I mean, I kept, I mean, I'm just slinging t-shirts out the trunk of my car. Mm-hmm. That's God honest truth. For 10 yeah. years, I slung t-shirts out the trunk of my car, go to festivals or uh, park up markets and stuff like that, and just try to sell these t-shirts and tell the story that I enjoy about Lansing. Mm -hmm. And so when uh, Curvaceous had an opportunity to expand and move down the road, uh, I, I, I don't know exactly how it happened, but my name come up, came up. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> and, uh, and from my uh, 
uh, I guess my, I'm just going to say overall, my interactions with the people of Old Town, um, it was, they felt it would be a welcoming addition if I did something there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, my mama always, well, I got to say it PG. She said it PG. I got to make sure I say it PG. Either crap or get off the pot. Mm-hmm. So this was one of those opportunities. When opportunities knocking, are you going to say, well, I could have opened a store and I yeah. could have said that until my dying days or I opened a store. Now, if it mm-hmm. fails or does great, I did the thing, right? Yeah. And I'm working hard and listening a lot as to what people want, how do they want it, how are they going to receive it and mm-hmm. still be able to maintain the philosophy that I have so I can sleep at night in the way that I'm doing things in order to move forward to help say, hey, Lansing as a tri-county city, right, Yep, is a cool place, meaning Metro Lansing is a cool place, Yep, right? I've met so many wonderful people with uh, people, you know, sometimes, dude, you get to do cool stuff. I'm like, nah, man, I'm just a dude that has a blessed life that gets an opportunity just to be in great spaces to actually know who Robin Minor Schwartz, (laughs) right? And they're like, oh, she's going to interview. I go, okay. Okay. But that's the thing about this community, right? I mean, like we we are small enough that uh, you are like two people away from everybody in this community. Yes. So if you say you can't meet somebody, you didn't try. Exactly. Ask nobody. Yeah. You just went out there and you're like, ah, I I made one phone call and I didn't do it. Right. I have met with every executive that I've ever wanted to meet with, except for. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Every. Yeah. Every people. That's fantastic. That's, that's uh the CVB. That's the uh Lansing Chamber. That's Accident Fund. That's uh MSU FCU. MSU FCU has how many billions of dollars in assets? Mm-hmm. And I just saw their last CEO. What was his the uh, Irish Pat guy, McFarland. Pat McFarland. Hey, Pat, how you doing? He, he goes, we met. I go, yeah, we had a, oh, we had a whiskey together. He goes, nope, that wasn't me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. 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 So like it, you're in Lansing. If you can't put yourself in position to be able to do something that you think you want to do, you didn't try. And I didn't, isn't, it's not, and this isn't an arrogant thing. This isn't arrogant. Get up, make the phone call, make the email, go to the, go to a meeting, go to a networking thing, mm-hmm. figure it out. Is it? And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy. The task can be daunting. Sure. No one ever, 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 ever believes me when I say I am shy. I like sitting at home naked in front of the TV watching a movie. That's mm-hmm. where I'm comfortable. Somebody called me an early riser. I'm like, the toddlers are the early risers. I'm a parent. Yes. <laughs> People Your collateral have to, damage. <laughs> have to go to school. Yeah, I like to go to bed at midnight and wake up at nine and slide into work at ten o'clock. If mm-hmm. that were my druthers, I that that would be my druthers or whatever the saying goes. Mm-hmm. But there are so many cool people here, and Lansing is a great place to learn, gather information, do something, fail miserably, dust yourself off, and do it again. Because mm-hmm. Lansing is also very forgiving. It's that Midwest forgiving stuff. Of course, there's good haters are everywhere. Don't worry about them. Yep. The heck, yep. heck with them all. 
<laughs> you use that as fuel. The best revenge is success. So what's on the horizon for you? What's next? Next? Well, I'm in the middle of now. Mm-hmm. The store is only three months old at the time of this recording. Uh-huh. Um, uh, we just got a new product in. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to come. You mentioned the cove, the cove, the vid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to reconnect with connections that I had before. I just had a meeting, uh, with an entity, and we were able to reconnect. And you know, I got another contract. We're moving forward in a business sense, mm-hmm. and so that's what I tell my wife. I go, I don't know. The store is the store and it's going to be there. And it's a great, wonderful thing. And that's going to grow and flourish. But I also going to do these other things that's going to grow and flourish too. And eventually they're all going to be able to stand on their own feet, right? Or, you know, stand on their own. And so I'm excited about that. I feel like I'm in the best position ever to be able to move forward in the best version of me that I've ever experienced in my life. And I have to give. All of that credit to the queen of the corner house. If you follow me on social media or hear me out on the radio, we even forgot about radio. See, I don't even know what I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, keep moving with much Malik on stacks 92 one with the <laughs> three to seven weekday afternoons. So <laughs> the queen of the corner house met me and we, you know how you meet people and then you learn about each other, stuff like that. And she eventually was like, you need to stop bartending. I'm like, what are you talking about? So you need to stop bartending and live your dream. Mm-hmm. Like, live my dream? Oh, I've heard that before. You know how you have those people that you're involved with <clears throat> in a way, and they're like, oh, yeah, I 100% support you. And then when you start doing the thing, why are you doing that? How come you're not at home? Blah, blah, blah. I don't like it like this. And you're like, I thought you said to do the thing. This mm-hmm. is the thing. Well, I don't like it. And I'm like, then you don't want me to do the thing. Right. But when the queen, Jesse, the queen of the corner house was like, do the thing. She actually took a year to say, do the thing. Mm-hmm. She mathematically showed me how the thing would work. She's like, I've got you do the thing, figure it out. And then this certain amount of times you, and then she put timelines on it. And this certain amount of time you mm-hmm. need to start paying a couple of bills. And this certain amount of time you need to do this. But as long as you're moving forward and doing the thing, do the thing. And I was like, yep. what? And that was invigorating freeing wonderful awesome i you know and, and it's a gift it's a i was and i oh my god i'm so grateful and even the store yeah. i was like honey uh the store so she was very pragmatic she's a nurse she's a nurse so what's the problem what's the solution mm-hmm. apply the solution reevaluate see if there needs to be a change yeah rinse repeat right mm-hmm. so she's asking me very pragmatic questions very pragmatic questions i go honey i don't know so she rolls her eyes real hard at me. <laughs> I'm like, look, your questions are valid. Your questions are necessary. Your questions need to be answered. I have no idea. What I do know, the universe is speaking. Mm-hmm. And all the things I've ever done in life have led to this being part of it. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do this now, A, it might never happen again in this way because mm-hmm. it's feasible. Right. Feasible. You know, I'm still, you know, the hustle's real, but it's feasible. And I'm in a position to do that now. I might not be in a position to do it in the future. And I definitely wasn't in the future position to do it in the past. Now was it. And if I don't do this now, I'll always be wondering what if I had done that. She goes, okay, I believe in you. Mm -hmm. 
And I had to leave the room because I was like, oh, okay, that worked. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that was the God honest truth. And mm -hmm. she was like, look, here's the deal. I've already invested in you. I am not picking up anything from this new venture. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I said, that's fair. Mm -hmm. It's a big jump. And if I can't figure it out, I don't need to be there. Mm -hmm. So uh, she's been very gracious. She's like, do you need more time? Yeah, I could use more time. You got that, right? But she's like, you know, it's it's a it's just a constant communication. It's constant, constant, constant communication. I mean, that's any relationship needs to be, yeah. right? Yeah. But that's what's making it work here. It's just like, hey, I don't. So what's next? The next is now. Next is now. I think I like that. I mean, next is now. Like the pillars. I mean, look. I mean, this brand has been out there. I when I see this mm -hmm. brand, this shirt. This this uh, logo walking down the street, I go, yeah. And when I'm in, uh, uh, I've got people like I'm in Lansing. I'm in Lansing, Maine. Like I, well, you know where I live. So yeah. I'm like I'm in Lansing, Maine, right? So when I have a friend show me a picture of the Love Lansing bumper sticker in Oklahoma, she goes, and then it goes, "You're in the suburbs now." And I'm like, like people get it. Yeah, like they're yeah. getting like my people that know me or close to me. They're like they're getting that this is like. Bubbling out, and now with the five one seven brand, somebody sent me a message from. Uh, I wish I can remember the name of the city. Uh, they live in uh, twenty minutes outside. Of, is it not Gaylord? Twenty minutes outside of uh, Kalamazoo. Okay. And they wanted uh, uh, one of the items that they saw online. I had to send them an online link in order for them to to buy it. And I wasn't even ready yet. I was just happy that the stuff was there. Right. That means something. Yeah. And it means that people want to be connected to our space, mm -hmm. right? They want to be connected to this community. Even if they live in the 269, they want to wear the 517. What? <laughs> <sighs> That's well, exhilarating. So speaking of online, where can people find you online? Man, I try to tell somebody. You put in Metro Malik, it ain't hard to find. I am not an expert at SEO, but I'm an expert at flooding. So there's two <laughs> websites. It's metromalik517.com. That's the store. Mm -hmm. Give me grace. I'm still building it. Then there's metromalik.com. If you want to hear, learn a little bit about me, you can see some of the stuff I do there. It's kind of like an overview of what I do. And then if you are on the socials, uh, Metro Malik, man, I'm, Metro Malik is the person. Metro Malik 517 is the store. There's a lot of YouTube videos still on the Lansing Made channel. Mm -hmm. um, but like I said, you, you put Metro Malik Lansing and you can't find me, you didn't look. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, it's just, I for 10 years, I've just been pushing. Like somebody mm -hmm. tried to tell me, they tried to say, hey, it would be cool if, if you did uh, 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 videos about what's going on in Lansing. And I go, I did for like eight years. <laughs> Nobody watched them. Right. They're like, yeah, but it would be a great idea. I go, I have 663 <laughs> videos under the Lansing Made YouTube channel. I need to change up some things. Right. right. Like it's <laughs> out there. Yep. And that information is still good. If you want to learn about Finner Nature Center, I've got a video on it. Mm-hmm. It's got to migrate there. those to TikTok. Well, I'm TikTok is a different <laughs> medium. I ticky-tocky sometimes, but I just be ticky-tocky silly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take myself serious on TikTok. It's 60 seconds. The only thing I know is to be goofy. And, um, you know, but I just like talking about good stuff that other people are doing because it's, there's a lot of great stuff out there. And I miss a lot. And so mm -hmm. I know other people are missing a lot, too. And I just want to share the goodness. That's it. 
Well, I appreciate what you do, especially coming from my background uh, at the Lansing State Journal. I was the keeper of the entertainment calendar for years, and people would look me in the face and say, there's nothing to do. And I had just edited, you know, 600 column inches of calendar. And you'd be like, you're not trying. You're just not trying. There's so many entities letting you know what to do. Uh, the, uh, mm-hmm. the CVB, uh, 517 Living, um, you, you know, it's just... <sighs> Come on. <laughs> Some people would like you to come to their house and just escort them to all the things that they would like to do. And for well, the rest I, of the world, they can find your stuff online and, and get yeah. there themselves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you can't, what do they say? You can please some of the people some of the time. You can't please all the people all the time. You can't, you right. know, take a horse to uh, water, but you can't make them drink. It's all the things. So yep. I, I don't worry about it. This, somebody was lamenting about, they sounded like what they were saying. They were getting a lot of pushback. And there's my thing. I, when I started off in comedy, the person that I was dating at the time was not listening to me in my first stand-up comedy gig. Mm-hmm. You want to know how debilitating that is? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah. And there were two dudes there that were strangers. I'd never seen these poor people before in my life, and I've never seen them again. And one of those dudes was listening. And they saw me floundering and started stuttering. They're like, no, you're funny. Keep talking. I'm listening. And I've held on to that That's ever awesome. since. It's been decades. And I've held on to that. You give me one microphone and one person, mm-hmm. I'll be able to say something. Well, Malik, thank you for using your microphone to talk with us today. I really appreciate it. And I, I've enjoyed hearing uh, all of your stories and all of the tentacles that you have in the community. And, and thank you for what you do for Lansing. Robin, it's been an honor to sit with you. Thank you. This podcast has been a production of the Arts Council of Greater Lansing. To learn more about them, go to lansingarts.org.